It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm your host for this evening, Ned Huglin. Here on the National Security Hour, each week I try to bring you more of a strategic perspective on what's going on in the world, rather than just the tactical reactive that you hear in the daily news. That's why American Out Louds should be your number one stop for anything you're looking to hear, whether it's medical, whether it's politics, whether it's issues of the day, because we bring some real people who have real experience, real expertise, who are going to tell you the no, no holds barred truth on what's happening. And you're only going to get that here on AmericaOutloud.com. Since we just celebrated our Independence Day a little while back, I thought it would be only appropriate to bring back some reality to the blissful bubble that we're living in these days. It's a somewhat blissful piece that we're currently enjoying, but this bubble of complacency is about to burst. In this episode, I'll discuss the reality that we, as Americans, will likely be asked to live up to two of the greatest patriotic and historic slogans of our country's past. I'll speak to Give me liberty or give me death. And a similar but just as critical quote, now the motto of New Hampshire, live free or die. Live free or die. Very poignant words in today's society. As we look around what's happening in the United States over the last five decades and the acceleration in the last eight to 10 years towards a more utopian society run by by bureaucrats inside the deep state, leadership, leadership who's overtaken the bureaucracy, leadership that's overtaken the public servants that should be serving you, who have now switched the balls on the court, who now view you as the public as serving them. The reason I bring this up, because from a strategic perspective, if we cannot learn from our past, we will not see a new future. If you cannot learn from your past, you will not see a new future because you will continue to repeat the same mistakes. Unfortunately, the ongoing battle between good and evil, this ongoing cognitive war, as I talk about weekly on the show, is perpetual. It's never ending. It will exist as long as mankind exists, as long as evil versus good exists. We fail to realize this, and we fail to realize it at our own expense. Hence my broadcast on this very topic. But why? Why do I focus on this so much? As I note in my closing comments on this program each week, I'm here on the NAS Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a more strategic perspective on what's happening in the NAS security arena and speak truth to power. Why? Because it's the power of we the people. We, the people, still hold the power in this country, and we together can best ensure the resilience and security of this republic. But we have to wake up. We have to take specific actions. So on today's program, I'm going to take a strategic perspective on the trends that are happening in our country and the world and what it pretends to our future. 
I'll cover some history related to two famous quotes I started out with, give me liberty or give me death and live free or die. I'll do that to set the stage for some more, af- uh, more poignant aspects of the place we're at in today's history and where we need to go. I'll then discuss the parallels between the riots that we've been seeing happening in Paris, but you don't see covered on the national news, but briefly, why they're having riots in Paris, and what's the parallels here in the United States? As from my perspective, the left is preparing the battlefield. They have prepared a battlefield, and they are already fighting the battle. But we remain unaware, uninformed, and unreactive. I look at the left strategic path and tells it and tell us where our future Supreme Court and 2024 elections could go. And I close by offering our listeners the reality that faces you. The two options to deal with live free or die. Live free or die. So history, do we repeat it? Let's begin. Freedom, my dear countrymen, is not free. Our youth and several generations have not had yet the fight, nor deal with the real threat to our country for decades. Post 9-11, the wars have been distant, and now our memories is distant as well. Our youth and many in America have lived free without fear of all-out war, chaos, tyranny, or anarchy for decades since World War I and World War II. And post-Korean War, the majority, if not all the other battles, were engaged were engaged, and were fought mostly by what we refer to as the 1%, the all-volunteer force. The all-volunteer force in America, which is made up of a diverse set of Americans who are serving the public, serving our nation, serving our security, and receive equitable, fair, and balanced treatment throughout the processes. But that's not what you hear from our Department of Defense officials, the ones who lie, the ones who start talking about critical race theory, talk about equity, and the ones that are pushing transgenderism to destroy destroy the morale of the 1%. I'll come back to that a little bit, but let me touch on that for a second. Why is it they're so perpetually looking to destroy the morale and integrity and go to order of the 1%? because they need to undermine every institution in America. And that's what they've been doing. But this all-volunteer force for America is a double-edged sword, and we've lived with it for far too long. In my forthcoming book on cognitive warfare, Why We're Losing and How We Can Win, I speak to this specifically, because we cannot continue to have an all-volunteer force and think that we can have a republic. As other countries around the world have learned and known, You need to do a more mass conscription. So I'll come back to that in another program, another period. But there has to be a mass conscription of service to our country, not just in the military, but the government and other aspects. Because the 1% are now being forgotten. They get platitudes. They get certain benefits. But they also get the envy of a lot of people in America. A force that is now under attack from within is the 1% in our military by a subversion of the far left radical thinking on equity, critical race theory, transgenderism, and the hunt for that ever elusive white supremacist. The ever elusive white supremacist, just like QAnon. Everybody remember QAnon in 2000? 
the big evil boogeyman that was going to come and get you, the one who is spreading disinformation. Well, they really don't exist. If they do exist, they're extremely small and insignificant. But what we're finding out recently with the State Department, Department of Homeland Security, FBI Justice, the intelligence community, is they they are the ones who are pushing to then censor, control information, disinformation, and push it. And censor the truth. Censor those who spoke the truth, who speak the truth. And this is where... This is where we're heading. And if we continue to head in this direction, we're going to have some major difficulties that we're going to have to deal with. Freedom is not free. Many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have sacrificed their lives, their fortunes for this country so that you and I could be and live in the most privileged place on earth. For those who are born here, you are the most privileged citizens on earth, whether you realize that or not. That's the fact. That's the truth. And if you don't like it here, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. But let me turn to Thomas Jefferson, who stated the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. This is very apropos for this moment in this history in our time. And when you think about the 1%, we must all understand we will be called to sacrifice to maintain our freedoms. And if we do not sacrifice to maintain our freedoms, then we are complacent and compliant and subjugated. Then you have no freedoms. There is no social welfare justice system. You have no civil rights. Your rights, your presence, your being will be decided by a few miscreants, dictators at the top. So I hope if it comes to this, as we must refresh the tree of liberty with the blood, I hope it is the blood of tyrants we refresh it with. And for our leftist, radical leftist friends, let me remind you, all revolutions eat their young. All revolutions eat their young. They're the first to be slaughtered. They're first to be sacrificed. Why? Because they're expendable. They're only useful idiots, as Lenin said, on their way to get extreme absolute power. So Americans must understand this. What is happening before your eyes is not normal politics. It is part of a quest, a blood sport, a cognitive war being waged for absolute power. The progressive Democrats and their allies understand and leverage our lack of strategic forethought, our myopic focus on the near term and instant gratification. They have focused and they leverage our inherent trust in our fellow citizens and default trust in our institutions and elected officials to their advantage. Albeit the vast majority of the public doesn't trust many portions of the government now, Democrat, Republican or other. The problem is they still trust it too much. But the leftists understand this. The radical progressives understand this. They understand we are more likely to excuse and compartmentalize the chaos, the terror, and their actions from this war of terror on America that they're conducting, rather than believing, admitting, or acknowledging the shocking dismemberment of our republic that we see right before our eyes. 
to appreciate this, let's look further into history than Thomas Jefferson's statement. Live free or die. That's the motto of New Hampshire. And they take considerable pride, and rightfully so, in this memorable state motto. But according to the New England Yankee history, compared with its New England neighbors, New Hampshire arrived late to the party. There was no motto model in the in the state until 1945. The New Hampshire model derives from a letter written by General John Stark on July 31st, 1809. As the New Hampshire, New England uh, Yankee states, Stark was a New Hampshire resident, born a war hero, having served is an officer in the British Army during the French and Indian Wars and a major general of the Continental Army during the American Revolution. Stark led troops at the Battle of Bunker Hill and later at the Battle of Bennington, where a strategic victory earned him the nickname the Hero of Bennington. 32 years later, after these horrific battles, Stark, then failing in health, was invited to a reunion of the Battle of Bennington veterans, but he was not well enough to travel. So he sent a letter in reply. And the letter can be read online, Caleb Starks, and, and his son's book, Caleb Starks, 1860 book, Memoir, and Official Correspondence of General Stark. In that letter, he wrote, in case of my not being able to attend, you may wish my sentiments. The, these you shall have as free as the air we breathe. As I mean then, I am now the friend of the equal rights of men, of representative democracy, of republicanism, and the Declaration of Independence, the great charter of our national rights, he wrote, General Stark did. And of course, a friend to the indissoluble union of these states. I am the enemy of all foreign influence, for all foreign influence is the influence of tyranny. This is the only chosen spot of liberty this is the only republic on earth. Now let that sink in. This was back in 1809 he wrote this. All foreign influence is the influence of tyranny. And he's pretty much right there. This is the only chosen spot of liberty. This is the only republic on earth with such liberties. He's absolutely right there. Hence my opening comment. If you are born or live in this country and are a citizen of this country, the United States of America, you by definition are the most privileged people on earth in terms of freedoms, opportunity, and other. But this vast, vast cabal trying to drive disinformation continues on. The article goes on to say, they were men that had not learned the art of submission nor had they been trained in the art of war. This is what General Stark wrote. But our astonishing success taught the enemies of liberty that undisciplined freemen are superior to veteran slaves. Let me read that again. They were men that had not learned the art of submission. A key lesson for us today. Nor had they been trained in the art of war, which most Americans aren't today. But this is key. Our astonishing success taught the enemies of liberty that undisciplined freemen are superior to veteran slaves, meaning that don't wake the sleeping giant as you are starting to do 
And as we must do, we must wake the sleeping giant called freedom and get our people to think. Starr concluded the brief passage to be read as a toast to the veterans. Live free or die. Death is not the greatest of evils. Live free or die. Death is not the greatest of evils. And he is so right there. So what a fantastic letter by General Stark. What a fantastic way to capture not only the horrors of the war, but the real benefits and the real patriotism and the real soul of all Americans that we have then and now in terms of ensuring our future, ensuring our security and the resilience of a republic. Before I go on break here, let me remind you that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after the broadcast is heard here on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back out. Welcome back to the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Huglin, your host today on the NAS Security Hour. We're talking about some history and some key slogans in history, parallels between us and Paris now and what these foretells for us in the future. So let me move on to give me liberty or give me death, a little history there. It was in the year 1775, exactly the 23rd of March, that one of the most brilliant speeches in the world was delivered at a church in front of a Virginian audience. This is from totalhistory.com. Give me liberty or death. The speech was delivered by Sir Patrick Henry, a respected politician and orator for his time, who primarily sought the freedom of the state he governed. 
Henry later in most remembered first oration as give me liberty or give me death. Now, what was interesting here for more than 30 years, a printed version of give me liberty or give me death was non-existent. Henry's death happened 24 years after his infamous delivery of this speech, but he had not left a copy of his speech behind. Only those who attended the gathering, which included United States former presidents Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, knew much about what the speech meant and that it stirred people up. Up to now, although the statesman and previous U.S. Attorney General William Wirt had come up with a vague copy and translation of the speech, the words are still were still uncertain. The only thing historians could agree upon in the speech was how it moved and stimulated patriotism amongst the guests who were involved. That first paragraph that Henry was said to have made note of, give me liberty, give me death, stirred reactions from his listeners. He criticized the war and all acts of Great Britain, which claimed they were being done for love. The orator believed otherwise. Britain, he said, was treating them as subordinates, not as equals. In his speech, Henry had convinced Virginia that all acts they had done to achieve peace had not worked, were not working, and would never work. The solution he saw was to fight and to fight, not soon, but now. Remember this, fight, not soon, but now. There's different ways to fight. The battle, he said, was to be strong, alert, active, and bold with God on their side. And we have God on our side today. From everything that's happened, he foresaw war coming instead of fair. He encourages brothers to embrace it. Now, for my fellow Americans, I'll encourage you to do very much the same thing. Rather than be fearful, rather than be concerning, be active, have your voice heard, vote. Because you have to embrace the fact this is an ongoing cognitive war, which can turn into a bloody war. Because the radical left will stop at nothing to gain absolute power in this country or globally. He, Patrick Henry, ended his famous speech with the equally famous quote, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. So in today's world, Henry's speech ended in a manner that set off a stoke of patriotism and inspiration, which helped us during the Revolutionary War. When we take a look at today, we must realize that tyranny is not, has its nose not just under the tent, but tyranny is in the tent. And there's a number of parallels <clears throat> that we can take a look from a worldwide perspective to understand what's happening to America, what's going to happen to America, unless we change course here dramatically. So in 2020, the United States had a number of so-called peaceful riots, the summer of love. For those who are watching on TV as the cities burn in our mainstream media, now the fifth estate, the subversive fifth estate that subverts our country rather than a free fourth estate of the press. They are fifth column that destroys free speech. And during this whole period, they covered up the massive anarchy, looting, demonstrations, and murder that was occurring. But Paris is exemplar number one, in my opinion, as to what can happen here in America. Yes, 
it can happen again here in America. <clears throat> we saw the amped up riots in the streets pre-2020 election in the summer of love, as I mentioned. We saw the armed insurgents. They came out with helmets, weapons. We saw them insurrectionists, and we saw the domestic terrorists take over multiple progressive cities as the left and the leftist politicians in charge. Purposely ignored the law to let the mayhem and chaos go on. What we saw was nothing less than domestic terrorism on steroids in every progressive city, yet the progressive mayors, governors did nothing to counter this. Why? Because they wanted to test the battle space, expand the battle space, and remove your freedoms. They wanted to weaken you. They wanted to scare you. They wanted to frighten you. We saw the weak-spined lemmings like Mark Esper, former Secretary of Defense, and now Mussolini Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who were standing with President Trump in the District of Crime, now once called the District of Columbia. As we saw the armies of Antifa, BLM, and others burn the church next door. So you've seen the chaos going next to the White House, the church burning right next to the White House, completely domestic terrorism. And yet Mark Esper and Mark Milley, two complete morons and idiots in my opinion, then went out and apologized for standing with President Trump to show resilience and strength to the American people because they bought into the leftist narrative about Trump taking control of the military and using it against the people. All while they stood there and watched the church burning and watched America being wiped out, half of America being wiped out in anarchy in progressive cities and states and said nothing. We've seen the doors of our nation flung open now to allow more terrorists, cartel members, felons, and millions of illegals into our country. We've seen the leftist armies of domestic terrorists riot, loot, destroy, and burn without any accountability to by the law. We've seen our Department of Justice and FBI spend an inordinate amount of time tracking down with IP addresses and the phone numbers and the people who were walking inside the Capitol on January 6th, just those walking inside the Capitol. But we have yet to see any level of accountability for the massive, the thousands of looters, rioters, arsonists, and felons who took part in the, those so-called summer of love. Concurrently, any attempts by the radical left in abusing our laws to weaponize the system, well, they looked at you, mom and dad, as the domestic terrorists, innocent Americans as the domestic, domestic terrorists. We see the length of lies, subversion, treason, and tyranny they will do to unseat a duly elected president with the false dossier and coup and two impeachments, two false impeachments, two Stalinistic show trials to, and to add to that overall point. And we've seen them ignoring the science. Remember the science about so-called China flu, COVID-19? The China flu killed over a million Americans. But the scientists, the so-called scientists, Dr. Fauci and others, hid all the real science that could have protected you and defended you. And now you're seeing the massive effects of the people. Now, what's the parallel then between Paris and the U.S. here? Well, here's to the U.S. if we continue this. In 2005, so I'm going to go through a, a litany of Paris riots because they've been continuing for the last decade. Paris, as you know, has had, and France as a whole, has allowed massive immigration into the country. Some of it's illegal, a lot of it's legal, but they don't assimilate the people into the country. 
they just bring them into the country and then they stuff them in corner cubby holes, usually in poor districts. Much like, much like here in the United States, by the way, we now have over 7 million new illegal immigrants in this last two years added to the 30 million Ill- illegal immigrants who are already here. Where do they reside? They reside in cubby holes, in progressive cities, in Republican cities, in poor districts. Okay, they live and breathe there, but they're not being assimilated. And so this is the lessons we must learn from here. So in 2005, a three-week period of riots took place in the suburbs of Paris. These riots involved youth taking, undertaking violent attacks, burning cars in public buildings, much like the so-called Summer of Love. Riots by legal and illegal immigrants segregated, as I said, into four sections of Paris, much like the illegals we have in our cities today. When you equate to 20 to 30 million, now 37 million, for every million illegal immigrants, that's one city, one city of 20,000 people for every state in the union. So if you have 37 million illegals in the country, you have now 37 cities equivalent of 20,000 people each being placed in every one of the United States. You got to think about that for a moment. These people are not being assimilated. They're not being brought into the tent. They're not being taught the American values and American way of life. Some may take that route, but many do not. And we've seen what happened in 2005 in Paris without the assimilation. 2006 in Paris. Youth protests in France occurred throughout the February, March, and April portion of 2006. They were protesting a bill that would have directly affected future jobs in a way they considered negative. This is where our left is going with the illegal immigrants. They like a use of Antifa and BLM. They look to then leverage these 37 million illegal immigrants to riot, cause mayhem, and call them up on speed dial when they have a social welfare issue or something else they want to address. In 2015, there were a series of coordinated terrorist attacks that took place on Friday 13th, Friday the uh, 13th November 2015 in Paris. Many people will remember this. Three suicide bombers struck outside the state, France, uh, uh, the St. Denis, in an international football match as people were trying to gain entry to the stadium. Another group of attackers then fired on crowded cafes and restaurants in Paris with some of them detonating explosives and killing themselves in the process. A third group carried out mass murder and shooting at the Eagles' death metal concert attended by 1,500 people in a theater. The parallels here between 2020 and the United States are amazing. The difference being, one, the attacks were done by domestic terrorists, and two, the progressives ignored the law, and few, if any, were held accountable, as I mentioned before. But now you have seven more million illegal immigrants in this country. Of those, 10,000 of those are Chinese military-aged males. So you don't need to have all 37 million, right? All you need to have is the 10,000 military-aged Chinese males who were probably, who were no doubt sent here because they can't get a visa to travel here. So they were sent here by China to infiltrate the United States because we have open borders. So in 2015, you have a number of different terrorist attacks. Now think of 10,000 terrorists setting off explosives, committing uh, suicide, best type murders. 
with explosives, conducting mass shootings, and doing it across the United States. So my fellow Americans, the point here between Paris and the United States is we see what's coming. Yet our administration here, the Manchurian president Biden administration is doing nothing. But it doesn't stop there. In 2016, protesters donning yellow safety vests took to the streets and they're protesting against Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron's, I call him macaroni, macaroni moron, controversial policies with demonstrators to uh, extend their at retirement age from 62 to 64. And what do you see here in the United States? You see many of the like social issues like abortion, social security, free education, student loan forgiveness. You see all these different socialist type issues, free, 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 but not for you, the taxpayer, being given then to these illegals and others. Why? To create a greater dependency, a greater new plantation of the 21st century. And when you start to take those free things away and ask them to work for it, like work for welfare, which the Republicans, thank God, got pushed through again in this last debate on the, the budget with the president. But when you see them start to take away those things, any one of those can cause a riot. Any one of those can cause massive demonstrations. But this is the purpose of the left. This is what they're setting us up for. And then just recently in 2023 here, the riots we've seen on some of the news networks, but only briefly, including the killing of a 17-year-old by, uh, based on that. So a 17-year-old boy was killed by a police officer when he wouldn't stop and actually drove his car off. Okay, threatening the officer's life. So the policeman shot him. If he did it wrongfully, he'll be charged. But you have massive demonstrations in the streets, much like we saw when we had the left blaming the police here in the United States, glorifying a drug pimp, George Floyd, who beat women, who was a drug drug addict, who was a pimp. Okay, and how they continue to support other felons and get them out of jail. And don't worry about what the impact is you on, on, on Americans. It's amazing here. So like in Paris, where you have a 17-year-old boy killed, it sets off riots. The left looks for these same things here in the United States on a continued basis. Why? Because they want to set off specific riots at the right time, create their own crisis at the right time. So then they can further subjugate us either through martial law or other means and methods and take our rights away. And you see, every single time this happens, it always comes back to the Second Amendment. They want to remove our ability to protect ourselves. Once that happens, we will no longer have a free state. We'll have no longer have our freedoms. We will no longer have our liberties. But what you didn't hear, what you didn't hear in the press was the murder and lynching and beating to death of an 80-year-old priest in these riots. Didn't hear that, did you? But what's occurred has been predictable. And with Paris burning, it's truly disgusting now that we see our left moving these same socialist nightmares into our window, our wheelhouse here in the United States. So from my perspective, the strategic perspective, these are not coincidences. These are planned the left is strategically preparing the battlefield. 
we have not considered the level of tyranny they will seek to impose. Now, remember, President Barack Hussein Obama. Obama cavorted with domestic terrorists like Bel Airs. He bought into the Solinsky rules of terrorism. He bought into the guerrilla warfare in the streets. And when you have a former president like that who also went to a racist church for two decades and hit all that, okay, and now he comes out and he's calling for other demonstration in the streets, what, what's his motivations? Well, because they understand President Biden is weak right now. President Biden has some different issues right now. And so before our 2024 election, we have to really seriously consider what's going to happen here in America with 37 million illegal immigrants, not assimilated, living off of free things from the United States, a tinderbox waiting to explode. The gray line between freedom and tyranny is just that. It's thin and it's gray, and it can evaporate in a second, as we've seen with what COVID-19 and the willingness of the China flu people to then just acquiesce to the government rule of tyranny, and as we've seen with the weaponization of national security here. So before I leave this, this afternoon, we'll come back from break here in just a second. I want to let you know that America Out Loud talk radio plays on iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in class applications available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24 by 7. But now you can also hear all them, all these apps on a podcast on the same application. Just go to AmericanOutloud.com. AmericaOutloud.com. I'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for today on the NAS Security Out. We're talking about a little bit of American history. We're talking about some parallels between what's happening elsewhere in the world, specifically Paris and the United States. And now I'm going to move on about how the left has strategically prepared the battlefield. The battlefield includes three major fronts. Now, all of this goes back to the cognitive warfare. 
Okay, because again, as I said before the break, there are no limits to what type of hell the leftists will release on Americans. Americans must plan for such mass assaults as I was talking to before the break and disruptions for 2024. Your governors must plan, your states must plan, you must put out your state militias, you must reinforce your state militias. Okay, because we have the potential for increased domestic terrorism by the left's allies, Antifa and BLM, the cartels, the Chinese illegals, and they can use anything from a number of different types of weaponry. Cyber, biological, chemical, train derailments, okay, shootings, okay, a number of these Chinese illegals are getting concealed carry permits and buying weapons, and there's not even American citizens yet from some reporting, and that should scare the hell out of you. But the three major battlefield fronts include socialism and dependency, Okay, as the radical left fulfills their mission to drive a new plantation of dependency using millions of illegals. Okay, this is a major front socialism and dependency. The greater the plantation of dependency for the 21st century that Democrats can create, the greater they can control and maintain power because they have those votes. That's in their mind. Terror and chaos. 2020 was just a running start to drive tyranny, anarchy, and chaos across America. And they haven't stopped since 2020. We'll still see many progressive cities still bleeding from the assaults, the arsons, and lootings, okay? And the Democrats, the progressive Democrats, have these folks on speed dial. And then there's subjugation and abuse. They will create their own ministries of truth, social justice, and other utopian councils to enforce their control of free speech and removal of your Second Amendment and other rights. So the three fronts, socialism and dependency, they want to create the new plantation dependency and maintain the votes there. That's one route to maintain power. Terror and chaos. If that doesn't win, much like 2020, they'll cause riots and chaos to an nth degree to distract and destroy any conservative administration gets in. They would rather take the country down and create massive chaos and cam and terror and cripple in a new administration rather than acquiesce to our democratic republic. And if you don't believe me, just remember the dossier, just remember the 2020 riots and look what's happening now in progressive cities as they destroy their own progressive cities to advance and further subjugate control and subjugation abuse. Tyranny is in the tent. Tyranny is in the tent. We've now seen our own weaponization of the intelligence community, our justice system, against one political party to an nth degree. It is time to persecute, prosecute, and hang some traitors for treason. Yes, it is time to persecute, prosecute, and hang some traitors for treason. We have to start fighting back, people. We have to start going back this year. So what is the left's strategic plan for 2024, given these three fronts? as they will take other measures to ensure ensure absolute power. Where does this head? So under socialism and dependency, let me touch on each of those fronts and a few points under each of those. If you look at the Supreme Court of the United States, from a strategic perspective, if the left holds power, they will drive judicial activism like we've never seen it before. And they'll do it by placing others on the Supreme Court of the United States. So if the Manchurian president is reelected, 
and the way they play games and the elections, there's a good potential he could be. Okay. Think of them advancing a new ministry of truth. Okay. And a new social justice system, social credit scoring system across America. They've been aiding illegals entry. So, for example, down in Texas, Texas put up border walls. They put up barbed wire and they allowed the, the state to come in on private property, and put up razor wire and other things to preclude illegals from coming in. But what did the federal government do? U.S. Customs and Border Patrol cut through a razor wire reportedly on private property to let illegal aliens into Texas, saying the individuals were subject to U.S. immigration laws. Well, what the hell happened to states' rights? What happened to states' rights? Well, the Texas Department of Public Sa Safety had a different take on it. He's, they said the federal government's position is that once migrants are in U.S. soil, it's, it's U.S. law, and they need to be processed and cannot be expelled. But the state of Texas was precluding them from coming in in the first place. So what's the federal government do? Go cut the wire so they can get in. So Texas Governor Greg Abbott has taken a different approach and is trying to continue to put different ways to stop the immigrants coming in. But every time he does, the federal government steps in and abuses states' rights. Okay, abuses states' rights. This is a subjugation, socialization, and dependency aspect here. Now, if you take a look at the Constitution and the Supreme Court and you want to preserve our founders' intent, ensure our liberties and opportunities and freedoms, only one way to do that is make sure we maintain a strict adherence to the Constitution on the SCOTUS. But the radical left views this differently. So the Constitution's free speech just recently ruled that a certain lady who was doing web design didn't have to kowtow to a certain group of lesbian, gay, transgender people that she had the right to refuse to do business with them. And Judge Neil Gorsuch wrote, basically said that because Ms. Lori Smith is a person's name, designs are not are recognized as speech, the state cannot compel her to create a message she does not believe in. But this is what's ha happening every day in America, is the states, the federal government, and leftist progressive governors are trying to force every one of us in America to tell and do something that we don't believe in. Like men are women and women can be men. In a Washington Post article, the Supreme Court decision, President Biden tried to then roughly give away roughly $400 billion, which would turn into a couple of trillion dollars in student loan payments. And just forgive them. But the Supreme Court ruled that he had, doesn't have the constitutional power to do that, much as Mommy Dearest, a.k.a. Nancy Pelosi, said when she was the Speaker of the House. He doesn't have the constitutional rights or authority to do that, but he tried. But by that afternoon, Biden announced a new path, a new path to for student loan forgiveness. So even though the Supreme Court came back and fought him on this, he immediately went back and looked for a different path. Again, he took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution and, and fulfill the laws of the Union. Not his interpretation laws, but the laws of the union. He is abrogating his oath of office. Okay. He is doing so in a treasonous manner. Pardon me. And he should be prosecuted as, as treason for that, amongst other things, being the Manchurian president for one. So activist Judge Kagan, you got three activist judges on the Supreme Court now too. 
that Congress authorized the forgiveness plan, the secretary put it in place and the president would have been accountable for a success or failure, Kagan wrote. But this court today decides that some 40 million Americans will not receive the benefits the plan provides. Okay, so this is a plantation dependency. And if they had the Supreme Court power, they'd give away the farm. They give away everything that you make. Of course, wealth equity distribution. Good for thee, but not for them. Okay. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts said in recent opinions, this is a disturbing feature which happening in the court. And he, he writes, it has become a disturbing feature of some recent opinions to criticize the decisions with which others may disagree on the court and go beyond the proper role of the judiciary. Today, we have concluded that instrumentally created by Missouri, governed by Missouri, and unanswerable to Missouri is indeed part of Missouri. And the words waive or modify do not mean completely rewrite or precedent old and new requires Congress speak clearly. Roberts basically is saying we have employed the traditional tools of decision making in doing so on the court. But Kagan claimed that the majority was distorting the standing doctrine to create a case for, for just judicial resolution. And then she went on to blast the court. Okay. Congress then broadly authorizing loan relief, the secretary and president in using that authority to implement forgiveness plan. The majority instead decides the fact that multiple grounds that this should not be upheld because it's, it's a weak case. And so Justice Roberts goes on there, but Kagan comes back, Kagan comes back and blasts the courts. And basically he comes back and says, you know, we have to have some decorum on the court here. But the point here is the left will take through the Supreme Court, through other means and methods as possible, any methods as possible, to then drive further socialism and dependency across America. Now, let's move to terror and chaos. If the social dependency fails, terror and chaos, they will create a crisis. They will create their own crisis. The left broke the law by allowing thousands of demonstrators outside SCOTUS's home, if you remember. Neither Mommy Dares Nancy Pelosi or nasally Chuck Schumer, nor any Democrat condemned the demonstrations or condemned the attempted suicide against Brett Kavanaugh. Their silence was quite astounding. It was actually acquiescent, saying it was okay if that happened. Their silence basically endorsed not only the demonstrations, but the potential assassination of Supreme Court justice because they said nothing. These are our elected leaders who took an oath to uphold defend the Constitution. If you think they're going to stop there, think again. So the progressive cities, the hell that has expanded to the rest of America, the illegals, the cartels, the Chinese subversion, is spreading to the rest of America, as I talked about up front. Subjugation and abuse. The Attorney General will continue to prosecute innocents, label mom and dad as domestic terrorists. The progressive states' Attorney Generals will prosecute innocents for defending themselves. As we've seen in numerous cases where innocent people were being butchered or attacked or beaten, they defended themselves and ended up killing the assailant. And then who was prosecuted? It was the people defending themselves. Whether it's on a subway or whether it's in a grocery store 
where they're in a little side market. These people were defending themselves, yet they were then subjugated and abused by our justice system for using their God-given rights, their right of self-defense. These progressive state attorney generals, this progressively radical Manchurian president in Congress, leftist Democrat Congress, Senate now run by the Senate Democrats, will do anything they can to remove your Second Amendment rights. And why is that? Because every other country where the Second Amendment rights have been removed, the free speech rights have been removed and the rest of your rights are removed and you become subjugated. That's why this third front, subjugation abuse, is so critically important to understand. Because they're going to use all three fronts here to the best of their abilities. Okay, socialism and dependency, terror and chaos, and now subjugation and abuse. And we've seen the subjugation and abuse here continually go on here with President Trump himself <clears throat> and anyone who he's been affiliated with. Why? Because they want to terrorize, bankrupt, and penalize those who are standing for freedom. The progressive states, the Manchurian president, will expand the plantation further by providing free education and health care, et cetera, to legal immigrants. And part of this is they'll go ahead and abuse the justice system, abuse the social welfare system to give away your taxpayer dollars for free to them and forget and forget that the impacts of those free giveaways is all Democratic presidential candidates in the 2020 election said. They provide free health care for all illegals. But what about you, America? What about you? The Democrats will abuse the system to give away freebies. Why? Because they want to create that plantation dependency. They want to create a ready army that they can call up that can terrorize people and cause chaos. And they want to then continue to then subvert the U.S. Constitution by overtaking the bureaucracies by putting in place miscreant leaders who do not abide by their oath of office, who then subjugate and use that abuse of their authorities to subjugate and abuse that power to put you and your family in jeopardy. So what do we have to do here? What can we do here? We have to act. We have to vote. We have to engage. Our freedom and integrity of this nation is on the line. Now, we have not quite crossed the threshold yet for an all-out civil war here in America. But that's a real possibility in America because the left will do anything they need to. But what they'll do is they create a crisis, drive the crisis, and then blame others on the crisis and use that to then subvert your rights and your Second Amendment rights and other rights. Okay, so you must be paying attention. San Francisco Mayor London Breed and a Board of Supervisors member got into a fiery exchange a few weeks back over the mayor's recent comment about using the police to crack down on drug activity in, in the city. She said, we will follow our Department of Public Health advice and end punitive policies. Or will you ramp up those strategies, ignoring the public health? Actually, this was said by Preston, a Democratic Socialist. Democratic Socialist came out and said, basically, will you follow your own Department of Public Health advisory and put these policies in place? To which the San Francisco mayor replied, 
oh, another white man who's talking about black and brown people as if you're the savior of those people and speak for them. There's no shame. So as San Francisco is littered with feces, drug needles, and mayhem, and all the stores and major market elements in San Francisco are now fleeing the city. And once a beautiful city, a very peaceful city, and, and very uh, peaceful means to walk around without threat of harm, crime, and other things, is now hell on earth. It's a third world crap hole, as Donald Trump would say. But here, this San Francisco mayor blasts a fellow democratic socialist when he calls out to apply the police policy and calls him a racist. This is just astounding. But it's the reality because they will do whatever they need to to subjugate and put people in power and keep that power, including eat their own. So live free or die. Death is not the greatest of evils. We must return to Patrick Henry's statement. And remember, he was convinced that all acts have to be done to achieve peace. We may have to follow Patrick Henry's solution, which he saw was to fight and fight, not now, not later, but now. And the battle space has been drawn. The Democrats have laid out the battle space. At the time, he says, I know not what course others may take, but for me, give me liberty or give me death. It is time to live up to those words and also the words of General Stark, live free or die, as living in subjugation is living in hell. They will bring only death and destruction until one day the people have had enough and decide to live free or die. So we need to stand up, people. We need to think about what's going on here in America from a strategic perspective and realize that we have to act, act now. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to know, what you need to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily cost to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people. So we together, we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.